Howdy yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edge Hill. And today we're fighting the Chitauri. Or maybe we're defeating Ultron. So suit up. And get this man a shield. Because today we're bringing you an Avengers recap. What's up? It's future Ethan here to talk about Carlin Brothers Coffee. We didn't do a binary review this week because, well, we're doing a bunch of movies. So we didn't review all of them because we've already reviewed all of them. But anyway, this is Carlin Brothers Coffee. I want to talk to you real quick and let you know that it is not too late to get your mom some Carlin Brothers Coffee before Mother's Day. Now, that's just a couple weeks away, so you need to put the orders in now, but it's still going to get there in time, I'm pretty sure. I make no guarantees. It really depends on when you listen to this episode. But there is still time, so what you're going to need to do is go to carlinbrotherscoffee.com slash discount slash bacon and use promo code bacon at checkout or promo code eggs if you've already used promo code bacon and that's going to get you 10% off your entire order so everything you need for mom if she's into cold brew you can get her cold brew if she wants a t-shirt you can get her t-shirt if she wants tea coffee uh if she needs a cold brew kit if she needs tea infusers whatever you need get something for your mom that will make her say oh my god thank you this is the best present i've got on mother's day ever in a long time nobody gets me gourmet coffee it just doesn't happen so go to carlinbrotherscoffee.com slash discount slash bacon and get 10% off your entire order of literally the best coffee I've ever had in my entire life. I, I know we say this every week and it sounds cheesy because we say it every week, but I swear it is the best coffee ever and I'm not lying to you. I'm not even going to go over stats. The Avengers movies were released like one, three, and five, eight, seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four years ago. One, four, four and seven. seven years ago. Yeah. So, uh, they're Avengers, Age of Ultron and Infinity War. Um, I liked all three of them as it were. Which one do you like the best, Ethan? Which one do I like the best? Yeah. Which one do you like the best? We're 14 uh, again. Uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. I think I would, I would tend to agree with that. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. It's the best one. Look, okay. Let me just knock this one out real quick. I don't think it's the best Marvel movie. No, but I do really like the movie. I'd put it in my top five before anybody gets on Twitter and is just like, but Ethan, you've said over and over again that you don't love the, uh, you don't love Avengers Infinity War. I do. I just don't think it's the best one. Do you have a top five? We, we could do a top five. I feel like I haven't thought about my top five Marvel in a long time. Let me pull up our old top five as a show, and then we'll see if we agree with those numbers. I, I almost can guarantee you we don't, but... Uh, let me see. Patreon.com. I don't think I've, I, I don't think my my numbers have changed much. If I'm being on the reality real with you, sometimes things think things happen. For sure, Ethan. these things do happen. All the time. All the time. Uh, I do think people a lot of speculation about the next big bad. I do think the Phantom of the Opera definitely going to be the next big bad. The next Thanos. The next Thanos. It's going to be the yeah. Phantom. Yeah, it's going to be the Phantom of the Opera. I just feel like that's kind of the direction they've been setting us up for. And I'm ready. I mean, I'm here for it. You yeah, know? Thanos dies. Gamora comes back to life. And the Phantom's just like, sing for me, little one. <laughs> She's like, not this again. All right, continue reading. So the Bacon and Eggs official top five for Marvel, excluding Captain Marvel, which I, I think will mess with us, uh, is Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, Homecoming, uh, big gap here, Iron Man, Black Panther. Okay. Is that five? Was that five? That was five, yeah. Okay. Black Panther, fifth. That seems low to me. That seems high to me. Oh, I maintain this. Disagree. Black Panther's only okay. What, what do you got? for? What's your number here? Uh, I'll give you a second to write them down. Okay. 
Oh, I need a different document. I'm just going to write them here. You can't stop me. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not even looking at it. I don't need to write them down. You've got, you know, your top five right off the top of your head? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. I got mine. Okay. What's your fifth? What's your five? Iron Man is my fifth. Oh, Iron Man didn't make it my top five. Iron Man is definitely in my top five. I put Iron Man over Black Panther. That'd probably be my number six if I had to place a number on it. But yeah. So you want my five from the bottom? It would be Iron Man, Infinity. No, I just want your. I just want your. You want my five? Yeah, and then I'll give you my five. My five is Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, it is a tough choice, but I think I think people who think exactly the way I do will agree with me for the next four. Okay. I know. Because I just. They... I know. I just began to say what my fourth was, and I said it wrong, even though I boldly claimed that I did not need to write it down. <laughs> What's your number four? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay, so we're both towards the I, bottom. I would have I would have actually said Captain Marvel was my number three until today. Rewatching Infinity War? Yeah. I liked Infinity uh, War the best on this rewatch. I loved it this time around. I really, really did. I think the the UHD they have on Netflix looks so good. Especially it is, this is one this is one that you do need to watch on the biggest, nicest screen you own. I I disagree with you to one point there. Okay. That is when I don't know what it is, but that is when the 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 CGI assistants that went into making Thanos look like Thanos starts to fall apart for me. There were a few moments with Thanos and there was another character, one of his minions, where I was like, "Oh, yep, this this took me completely out of it for a moment." Yeah, there was a couple moments where I was like, "This movie looks great. Thanos looks bad. He looks like no, I wouldn't even I wouldn't say that like." And I I definitely have my TV set up wrong. Um for sure, because there's definitely things where I watch even even like four year old episodes of Game of Thrones, and I'm like, this looks like a soap opera. Everything's doing it, so I need to fix oh, my TV. Yeah, um, you need to fix that. But either way, so that's definitely part of it. But yeah, I was like, this movie looks great, it's fantastic. But there's a couple times where Thanos comes in. There was one specific scene where he was sitting there. It was just him and Gamora talking. I don't remember if it was on uh, Boromir or if it was on uh, on Nowhere before they left. But it was in that general point of things where I looked at Thanos and I was like, you look like Star Wars CGI from the early 2000s. Yeah, there, there's a few moments, especially when anybody touches Thanos, those moments are always a little shaky too. Right, and like I guarantee- the fight scenes do well, but like when you- Yeah. When like- uh, When you slow when, him down enough, you're just has looking straight ear. at him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that is entirely, I'm sure, a Netflix thing. Probably. And I remember, I like when I went to the theater and saw it on the gargantuan screen, I- not for a moment was taken out of this movie. No, it, yeah, no. It genuinely happened. And when I watched it, because I've never watched this on, um, like, a properly large television before. Really? I've only either watched this in the theaters or watched it on a computer on a screen. Device. Interesting. Because <clears throat> when we watched it for the... I've only seen this movie, like, four times. <laughs> right? Isn't that something? <laughs> which is, I get it came out a year ago, which is a lot. This is the fourth time I've seen it. Um... But we watched I'll, I'll it. Probably, this is probably six for me. We watched it. I watched it twice in the theaters, and then I watched it once on the rabbit, and then once today. Okay. So this is the uh, first time in s at least six months that I've seen it. Okay. Like since well, it came out on digital. Getting back to our lists, my number four is Homecoming. Okay. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, same. same. Like, I, I, I don't even want to try to like quantify. It. That's how I feel about you all can, five of these. I mean, you can right. poke holes in Homecoming for sure. People have. Um, and there's definitely a a, a glaring hole to be poked in the Spider-Man sort of universe. This the I almost oh, said Spider-Verse, like but that's a whole work? different thing. No, not even the timeline. We, uh, the, the fact that, and I know I get that it's like it's a tweet thing, but it really ever since somebody said it, I haven't stopped thinking about the fact that like every time Peter disappears, they're on like a field trip. Like oh, eventually yeah. these kids are gonna yeah. realize that he's Spider-Man because there's like eleven of them. And Peter Parker goes missing and Spider-Man shows up. Right. In D.C. In, in and not then, New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in Infinity oh, War, he's like, we're on a field trip to the Met. It's like, they're going to notice that Peter's gone. Well, 
Once everybody dies, they won't. Yeah, but that's a that's a solid amount of time. It's like a day. Yes, they would notice. Well, yeah, but then, like, who are they going to tell? I'm just saying, but then the next time it comes, the, the dude that calls him Penis Parker is going to notice. Flash? Yeah, in in Far From Home. And he's going to be like, hey, have you guys ever noticed that uh, every time Spider-Man shows up, Peter's absent? I do think that Really, that... Just, really just hurting the mathletes? Right. I do think that that may come up. But I love Homecoming. What's, I do, yes. Uh, and, and I love uh, Tombs. I love... The Zendaya, I love Tom Holland, and I just love that they made like a superhero movie feel like a genuine teen movie, but also had like the Rudy feel to it, where like every opportunity he could choose to be Spider-Man, he chose to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, even if it was like of major detriment to his high school status. Right. And they left, they, ha- they made good MCU tie-ins without making it just like another peace movie of the MCU. Right. And I, I love the relationship between Tony Stark and Peter Parker. I, I get that some people are like, oh my God, it's Iron Man 4, but like, it's just not. It's just not. Tony's not in, in it that much. No, he's not. I bet he showed up to film for four days. Probably. But that scene where he's like, and if you die, that's on me. That might be one of my favorite MCU scenes. I would agree. All right. Number three. Oh, I'm going to say Infinity War. Infinity War. Yep. That is up one from where I would have put it before today. So That's ignore the part at the beginning right of this here. episode where I said my ranking hadn't changed because I forgot about Captain Marvel and I forgot about the fact that I wanted to move Infinity War up the ladder. I love Infinity War. Well, so what's your number three then? Oh, Thor Ragnarok. Yikes. It's bold Brutal claim. Uh, I, I can't, I bl- I can't believe you're putting Black Panther above it. That makes oh, yeah. no sense. I Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. Every time I watch Black Panther, it gets better. Except for the Black Panther part. No, he gets better no, every he time. Doesn't. That's no, what's he doesn't. so great about it. No, he doesn't. It. Is you, you empathize with his story or sympathize with the story so, so, so much more the more you watch it the more you realize that like I don't. He's grappling with the fact that, like, okay, I don't agree with Killmonger, but I also don't agree with my dad, but he was my dad, and I loved him, and, like, oh my god, it's so good. I, oh my god, I love Black Panther. Uh, I mean, that's fine. It's not my top five. But I also five. love Thor Ragnarok. I, Thor Ragnarok, people talk about, I want to talk about Shazam when it comes to Thor Ragnarok. I went and saw Shazam again this weekend, and people always talk about Shazam being, like, genuinely funny. And I saw that movie this weekend. There are, like, two Laugh Out Loud. Yeah, it's not It's not funny the way any of the funny MCU movies have been. Right. Infinity and, War. Like, Infinity War was funnier. Yes. Yes, because Infinity War has this amazing dialogue exchange between Doctor Strange and Iron Man that makes sense in character and is hilarious. Right. Their first meeting is one of the bestly... Ex- bestly? <laughs> One of the best executed scenes in the entire entire canon. Even uh, all their interaction up until Doctor Strange's visions are yeah, perfect. The whole thing. When Spider-Man shows up and, and Tony's just like, yeah, there's a he came to steal a necklace from a wizard. He came from space right. to steal a necklace from a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> all funny stuff. But like Shazam, I felt like the jokes fell flat. Thor Ragnarok was like gut busting funny. When yeah. you saw it in the theater. It was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And it was a necessary retcon. Like I Absolutely. I'm an apologist for bad Marvel films because I love the whole thing. But like, thank you God for Taika yeah. YTT Thor, for Thor fixing was a, Thor. Thor was a bad character. Yeah. Like he's he's easily the, also, the, weak, the weakest personality to link in the Avengers chain before Ragnarok. Yes. And I will say this. You probably, yeah, you definitely need Ragnarok to fully get Infinity War. But without Ragnarok, Thor doesn't seem that different from Age of Ultron to Infinity War. You know a lot's happened to Thor. Right. But he doesn't. He's not like they tone back his comedic relief from Ragnarok for right. Infinity War. Like, did, did you catch on to that watching it? Where, for where sure. it was like, okay, we can't ignore the fact that like Asgard's gone, but also 
What are we going to do with Thor here? Well, this movie was not made long enough. Infinity War was not made long enough before. I mean, Ragnarok was not made long enough before Infinity War for it to be reactionary. Right. Like, they had to talk to Taika Waititi and be like, okay, we need to see a script. Like, what is Thor going to be like? And how can we write Thor? Right. And that's the real challenge with these Avengers movies, but especially Infinity Wars. Like, how do we get everyone right? And, do and you, they do. With Infinity War, yeah, was there any glaring mistake with character? I mean, yes, on the part of the disconnect between Guardians 2 and Infinity War. I think Guardians 2, I, there's a mention of Guardians 2 where he's like, yeah, I killed my dad and my dad killed my mom. Outside of that, and, and Groot's a child, but that's the end of Guardians 1. Uh, outside of that, Guardians 2, you can like wipe. Completely, yeah, it just, it, it's better if you do. Yeah. Because you're not sitting there trying to categorize the relationship between Gamora and between Nebula and Thanos. Right. The way that, that Guardians 2 sets it up to be. Right. And that, I thought that was actually interesting. Um, Anyway, what's your number two? Uh, homecoming. Homecoming. Good, homecoming. Good choice. Yep. Love homecoming. Yeah, there's. it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's unapologetically, like, adorable. I broke up with you there. What was that? I just said it's unapologetically adorable. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's a wonderful film. You just I'm always down Peter. for it. Yep. I love, love, love Tom Holland as Peter Parker. But I think Peter Parker is such a well-written source material character that it's like, Stan Lee said this. He was like, I love Toby. I loved Andrew. I love Tom. Yeah, they all, all play great. the part so differently. Yeah, um, but it's but they're all good. Is the thing? Yes, I mean, and I, I, think I love the I love the Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies. I do. I really genuinely do. I know they're not good. I get it. They they have a lot of problems, but I genuinely love them. Me and Jonathan were actually talking about this this weekend about favorite films that you know, like objectively, shouldn't be. Yeah, and that's that's sort of where those come in. That's how I feel about. Uh, like he asked me what my favorite Disney production was, not Marvel, not Star Wars, not you know, not an offshoot, but like Disney made this film, and I said Pirates. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you could make a case for Pirates one and three, but other than that, that is a truly unremarkable series. Oh, I was only making a case for Pirates one. Yeah. Um, I, I love the third one. Again, that's a movie that a lot of people don't like. Um, the third one is, I mean, the first one is very good. Yeah. Just on I the love whole. that one. I think, uh, yeah. But like, I think probably the best movie that Disney's ever made is probably like Moana or The Lion King. Moana's a great movie. So is The Lion King. Yeah. So like as much as you want to be like, I, I want to get so frustrated that The Lion King is so popular, but then like you watch and you're like, man, this is so good. I don't though. Actually, I watch it. I'm very bored. And there's a weird, the third act. I feel like is often forgotten about. That movie blows its whole load in the first 20 minutes. You've just got this amazing, like, development and the, the, the father-son relationship and everything the light touches and the Mufasa dies and it's heartbreaking. And then it's like, I'm gonna go off and live with a warthog. Bye. See you later. Have fun rolling the country while I'm gone. Evil Uncle Scar. Like, obviously evil Uncle Scar. I do think, okay, so. Like, even as a 10-year-old, I would get it, Uncle Scar. Right. But I do think, what would you say objectively is Disney's best film? Like, Disney, Disney made this. Moana? Frozen. Frozen? Yeah. Frozen's so good. That's that was, another one that where was just like, a That was a, like... That was a game changer. That's been their biggest, like, revolutionary success in... I mean, probably since Fantasia. Or whatever was, the first Renaissance movie was. It was bonkers. I think there's a case... People, you know what people love? Mulan. I'm gonna throw that out They there. do. They do. Anyway, I, I, not, yeah, we're not talking about Disney, right? We can do this episode another time. Right. Uh, your number two, did you give your number two? Homecoming? Yeah. Black Panther. Is Bold Rock no longer twist off? Apparently not. Bold Rock has never been twist It's off. always been twist off. What? Yeah, it's it's been twist off for years. I mean, it may have changed recently, but yeah, it's been twist off. It's twist off for a long, long, long time. Anyway, my number two is Black Panther. Uh, I, I think it's amazing. I think the, the action sequences are amazing. I think Killmonger's amazing. I think Claw's amazing. I love the world building. I love, uh... T'Challa. Yeah, I love... no, I just, that's my thing is I can't give it to a, a movie I can't episode with the main character. Well, I can't, I can't fine. bang with him. I mean, and that's, that's, 
yeah, that's that's. I mean, you could you could feel like that. I don't feel like that. Um, I mean, yeah, we obviously don't agree yeah. on every single point. I don't think we've agreed at all. <laughs> no, we have a lot. I think you're about to say almost, you're about to say Infinity Wars number one, which I think is yeah. just absurd. We have almost the exact same list of movies, though. Yeah, you I mean, have, I could make what, what you could you, definitely make a case for. I could make a case for putting Black Panther over Iron Man. I, I don't think I could make a case for really any of the rest of them. I could, and I did. But this is. I mean, this is no, you didn't. Entirely... We just picked the same movies. Well, okay. I do think the, the interesting thing about this list to me is like, okay, so my number one is Infinity War. Yours is Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Okay. I think, but... I think those are both great choices. Yeah. But the truth is, is if you came to me and you were like, tell me why Iron Man 1 is the best Marvel movie, I could tell you. Correct. You but like, I, I don't think you could... I truly, truthfully don't think you could do that with all of them. I think I could do... I'm trying to think what I could do. There are... I I, in my mind, there are eight that I will take. Let me Let me pull up a list of the MCU just because you know how it gets. There's... I have at least one offshoot that I think you wouldn't have. So I would say if my, if I gave you my top eight in no particular order, okay, like just if I was like, if they, what are your eight favorite Marvel movies in no particular order? It would be Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, Iron Man, Homecoming, Captain Marvel, um, Black Panther, Guardians, and Civil War. I would agree with all of those. I would add to that. A case could be made. I'm not saying they are the best. Did you see it first Avengers? No. Okay. I think you could add all the Avengers movies. See, I, 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 I hesitate to put, I, I, I didn't pick any, I didn't pick more than one from any series. Okay. Is the thing, because I truly do think each individual series has its shining point, And then once you've been beaten, you're just sort of eliminated. No, I think. Because there's too much, the MCU has too much going for it to be like, oh, my favorite MCU movies are Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier, and, you know, First, First Avenger. Avenger. Right. It's like, that's <laughs> just, that I is can a, see a case for all three of those. I get, th- I, I really do want to revisit. Uh, a Winter Soldier because everyone loves it so much. I want to know what I've been missing. Oh. I like because when because when I watched uh, Avengers and Age of Ultron this time, I liked both of them more than when I watched them in context, uh, which I thought was crazy because I loved them both when we were watching them back to back to back to back to back. Uh, but like, and, and the same with Black Panther. It would be a whole different list if you asked me what the most important movies in the series were. Black Panther. Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, or Infinity War. I would say number one is Guardians Galaxy. You don't get any, you don't get any of the three you just mentioned without Guardians. Oh, I know Guardians. That's the real Guardians thing, though. It's just why it sucks to leave it out of my top five because I I don't love it as much as the rest of them, but like I respect it that much. So like important, so I think important to the series. I think is number one. Uh, there's I would add to the list of potentially best Marvel movies. I, I, I believe it. I think there's a case to be made. Ant-Man. I don't. It's so <laughs> it vanilla. Doesn't stack it's so, up. It doesn't stack it up. It doesn't take enough risks, but it, it is genuinely funny and it works well on its own. But it's it's not as funny or as and I love the Scott and Cassie dynamic. I think that's something we don't talk about enough. Um, it is not as funny or as heartwarming as Homecoming. I would agree with that. I think that once they made Homecoming, it sort of took the place that Ant Man held. Yeah, I still love Ant Man. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean it's a great movie. Well, it's a good movie. Honestly, like there, there is not a film on this list I don't love. I don't love. I don't love Guardians Two or Incredible Hulk or Dark World. I think we're harsher on Dark World than it deserves. I don't think we are. I'll have to revisit. I really believe it's on my phone. (laughs) We're not going through the whole MCU again. I'm not doing it. We're moving on. Okay. We're, Endgame is okay. We're putting our episode on Endgame either Saturday night or Sunday morning, depending on when I can get it done. Okay. We are. It's out this weekend. Yeah, we are moving on from Avengers after this. Like, I I will reopen the book once Spider-Man comes around, the second Spider-Man, but I don't want to hear a fortnighting word about Avengers for a month on this show. Can we talk about the Avengers movies real quick? Yeah, we'll talk about whatever you want. Now that we've gone through our top five, 
I think this was an interesting point for me watching them out of context. Age of Ultron is, to a layman, an immediate sequel to Avengers. Yes. Because the first shot is Loki's scepter. Yes. There are no new characters except for the ones introduced in that movie. Right. Yeah, it is Age Age of Ultron is, yeah, it's... It's a direct sequel to Avengers 1. Like, Phase 2 may as well not have even happened. Right. Well, only four uh, movies happened between them. But, like, there's no Bucky. There's no... No. There's Falcon, right? Am I crazy? Uh, I watched this, like, Friday. It's already gone. I watched this yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I watched it Friday. It may as well have not happened. <laughs> it's Monday right now. Uh, but I will say that that was, that was interesting for me to watch, going from Avengers, which I think is amazing. Uh, although, can we talk about the Dutch angles in Avengers? Sure. Why? What do you think a Dutch angle is? Poor, low, till angle what is the actual definition because i've heard this so what do you what do you what are you referring to the tilt if you google dutch angle there's a picture of bruce will is tilted that's what i'm referring to okay why is that bad oh i just think it, it like it just pulls me out of it i think it's such like a uh action movie cliche like the first avengers movie watches like an expensive episode of agents of shield yeah but not like like, honestly, like an honestly like an ambitious season i'll finale. tell you straight up yeah the 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 first avengers movie i did especially revisiting it out of context, um, away from the the series, it really does. It watches like, like you just said, either a very expensive episode of television or a very cheap movie. Yeah. It was like Battleship is the movie that I kept thinking of. Do you remember that one yeah. with like Rihanna and- I mean, I did not that's... see it, but- No, but you're familiar. I'm familiar, sadly. That's yeah, what I, mean... I kept thinking of. All the, uh, all the sets look like, okay, you built the set, but there is detail missing. Right. And it's like, you've got a good story. It's, it's there. The characters are there. The characterization the is there. The actors are way better than TV Yeah, actors. the actors are there. Everything's there except, like, there's just something about It's way too bright. Yeah, it is super bright. Is, I think that was like a, we can make an ambitious superhero movie that's not The Dark Knight, though. Correct. For sure. But it's just like, if you just turn the exposure slider for the whole movie down, like, to minus two, <laughs> it's just going to look From, a lot better. You got, you got, you, you got beautiful, vibrant colors that are just blown out. The yeah. whole movie is just, and this is the way I feel about, um, this is part of why I don't love Winter Soldier is I feel the same way about Winter Soldier. Is people are like, man, Iron Man 3 was really dark. And they were like, fine, fine. Fine, we're gonna turn it up then. I don't know. I, I think we missed something on Winter Soldier. I at least I hope we did. I hope that I can revisit it and love it as much as I love the rest of the MC. I have no desire to revisit it is the thing. I just don't. I've seen it oh, man. more I've seen it more than I should have for a so movie I finished, don't particularly like. When you finished Endgame, you weren't like, give me more MCU or not Endgame, Infinity War. You weren't like, give me more MCU this minute. No, I'm I'm tired. I'm not tired of the MCU, I'm tired of the rampant speculation that the every every joe blow on the internet feeling they need to that people need to hear their opinion on what's going to happen and you i'm, talk about what's gonna I'm happen? tired of it tbh honestly honestly i i, I do i know that we need to talk about what's going to happen because that's why people are listening to this episode right now but i don't want to talk about what's going to happen i don't want anybody to talk about what's going to happen i'm like i'm so over that i, I don't know I'm not, here's here's what i think i think it is an unpredictable future. I think that there will be an element introduced in this film that we could not have possibly For sure. Foreseen. That's the, absolutely the case, though. Is it like nobody's going to get it right? Right. Like, it's not going to... Like, I don't think 
there has, and this I think is a good thing. I don't think like just because you learned what foreshadowing is in your ninth grade English class doesn't mean it needs to be completely spelled out in the first chapter for the second chapter. Right. Like that's interesting when they do it and they put those little Easter eggs in there and there may be some that, that come through. I think, I think that there will definitely be, it'll be a moment that nobody was predicting, but there'll be a moment. I don't even know what it is. Uh, there will be a moment of infinity war that makes more sense because of Endgame. That you Do go, you, kn- you go back and watch Infinity War, and you're like, I should have caught that. Damn I, it! I think, I think I know what moment that is. I have a prediction for what that moment will be. Do you? I, I don't. Honestly, I was, tr- I was looking for it today because I feel like it's gonna happen. And I think the Loki not being dead thing is too obvious. Loki's definitely not dead. Yeah, too obvious. Tom Hiddleston's good as in a show. Like, yeah, too obvious. Yeah, but that could take place. That could take place. That that could take place in whenever in the timeline. That's true. Loki's like a thousand, five thousand years old, like fifteen hundred. But yeah, whatever. Here's here's the moment I think will make more sense. This is the moment that I don't like. That I feel like there's speculation to be done on. But this is in like. It's enough information that we know it's going to come back, but not enough information that we could possibly speculate on it. And it's when Thanos tells Tony that he's not the only one cursed with knowledge. Yeah, I think that Tony Tony knows more than we could ever imagine. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. But I that, think I think that there will be there will be a different that'll be definitely because, be a moment that gets expanded upon. But there will be some some like it'll be some stupid line that it just it, it it somehow transforms into something. Right. When he's saying little one, he's talking to Ant Man. No, that's not it. <laughs> Ant Man's been on Gamora's show the whole time the whole time here's here's another thing i think is important to to remember a lot of people speculating this is the death of captain america he put himself down in the first avenger this will kind of bring his story full circle blah 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 i just watched all three avengers movies okay the infinity saga is about iron man yes period and yes. story even even like, tony said it in in infinity war that has been in my head since the battle of new york like that that's another line that i think uh that, you're, that we're gonna get some revelation on that like thanos is literally in tony's like has been the voice inside tony stark's head well because when when scarlet witch does the vision thing in age of ultron which is a sequence that i think is important is important yeah there's there's is important. there's a lot there because we've explored thor's version of that right R- like ragnarok happened Right. That, like, the whole thing has been played out. Right. Uh, but I don't think we've seen the end of Tony's because the Chitauri are in Infinity War. Yeah. So I, th- and, and that's what he sees in his vision. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it'll play out exactly like that because we have different directors now, right? They didn't do... Uh, the first two were Joss Whedon. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know that it will, like, director photography will look exactly like that, but I think that, like, it... It's about Tony. Yeah. If if someone's going to die or make the ultimate sacrifice, it's Tony Stark. I don't... Here's the thing. Is I, I genuinely, genuinely think it's simpler than that. I do not, I firmly do not believe, and I know that this is getting too meta with it, and this is probably not what I'm supposed to be doing, but I genuinely don't believe they would allow Chris Evans to have made that tweet if he died. Yeah, I, I'm with you the, there. Like, I don't... The, like, thank you for everything, MCU, it's been a blast, like, I'm so pleased to have, you know, so sad to be putting this character to bed. Right, like, okay, Chris. I truthfully do <laughs> sure. not believe that, that would have they would have gotten away with that. I don't even know if Chris Evans is aware he has a Twitter account. Chris Evans definitely is aware he has a Twitter account. Oh, I know, because he tweets a lot about other stuff. Yeah. But uh, what was I going to say? I I think, in terms of endgame predictions, I think that the Thanos conflict will be done in the first hour. And what do you think the next two hours is going to be then? I think think they kill Thanos. Okay. And the next two hours is going to be appealing to a higher power. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I hesitate to believe that they would introduce and resolve a conflict with 
like a new big bad. I don't know that it would be in a the new big same bad. movie. Okay, so who do you think? I don't know. It wouldn't be any of like the repeated villains unless it's like Loki. That'd be freaking sweet. <laughs> Loki was behind <laughs> the whole thing all along. Right. That'd be, whoa. <laughs> Which that would make sense. That would, you know, that would tie it all together. They're all about it's really Tony versus Loki. That's what we're looking at here. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I know like, I know what happens in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, but I know they won't do that because it's it's a pretty boring story. And like people who say that the movie is just like it, like there are a few matched panels, but for the most part, it's completely different. Right. Because it's a sequel to, it truly is a sequel to at least seven, if not 20 movies. Right. That that took source material from different comics. Right. Because, and, yes. And also just made their own source material. Age of Ultron is a direct sequel to The Avengers, the first one. Right. But if you- Infinity is War is a direct numbers? sequel to all of the movies in phase three. So what is, in your opinion, I have a discussion question here. What is the minimum number of films you need to see before going into Infinity War? Before going into Infinity what, War? Yeah. What? Here, here's my recommendation. If you're like, I'm just getting to the MCU. I've only got four days before Endgame. Of course, now you have today, so go see it. Um, <laughs> so before you see you know, Endgame, or before you see Infinity War, Endgame. So you need to get catch up through Infinity War. I think in Phase Three, you can you can miss, skip. You can miss Captain Marvel, Ant Man and the Wasp. I don't think you miss Captain Marvel. Homecoming, Volume Two, and Black and I Panther. Think if, yeah, and I think you could miss Doctor Strange. This is too. a direct sequel. No, no, this is a direct sequel to Infinity War. If Infinity War makes sense, this will make sense. I'm sorry. Going into Infinity War, what do you need? Going into Infinity War, what do you need? Um, I think you need. You have to have the two Avengers films. Yeah, you have to have. Which the two I don't Avengers think films. you need anything else for those. No. Um, you gotta have Ragnarok. You got the Ragnarok. Uh, so you have to have Civil War. Civil War is mm -hmm. huge. You have to have Civil War, you have to have Ragnarok. And honestly, it's probably you can it. Skip, you can skip Homecoming. If you can accept Doctor Strange, which I think you can, because the way he's sort of introduced, it's like, okay, wizard. Yeah, I'm the wizard like that guards later. New York. Moving on. Right, right. I haven't been introduced before, but I'm here now. Right. And that would be that I would feel the same about, I don't think you need Black Panther. The reason I don't think you need Black Panther is... Wakanda is legitimately just a setting in Infinity War. Right. And the and other like, thing is... And Wakanda doesn't, it, it Cap, Wakanda doesn't matter Cap at all. Says, Cap says in Infinity War, I know who we can call. But like, why does he know to call T'Challa? Because of Civil War. But in Civil War, T'Challa was only there for himself. Yeah, but he still fought with Steve. Yeah, he was on Team America. Right, he's still... like Steve still knows what's going on. Yeah, I guess so. There's definitely a... We, like, we didn't miss any part of... I don't feel like we missed any part of what's happened to Tony since Civil War. I feel like we missed a lot of what has happened to Steve and Falcon and Vision and Scarlet Witch since Civil War. Yes, there is like there's a whole missing movie. Yeah, you're supposed to have accepted a lot of things, right? And that is that is frustrating me each time I've seen this that it just shows when Tony's like, you know how you know I know who to call to find Vision, and I'm like, when did Steve even get out of jail? He broke out, man. That happens, I think, at the end of Civil Does War, it? doesn't it? I don't know. It's been, a hot, it's been a hot minute since I've seen Civil War. I don't know. I mean, Scott's out in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. Well, Scott, we, we're explained that Scott cut a deal. Yeah. Scott and Clint cut a deal. How did Steve even get out? I'm probably missing something. I'm sure I am. It's probably a post-credit scene in some movie. But either way, there's a lot that happens. Because even they, they even say it. They're like, oh, it's been a rough two years. Yeah, the hotels weren't exactly five-star. That was a terribly delivered line, by the way. There were several terribly delivered lines in this movie. Yeah. I will give it to... Uh, they didn't have time for reshoots. They were like, all right, we're going to shoot. Here we go. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I don't know... 
to me, I know it's a theory that's been heavily debated and probably disproved, but there's something to the whole Hulk is actually Loki thing. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he disproved. is, but I think there's something there. Because, like, Bruce is... A, either Mark Ruffalo did a bad job of acting in this movie, or Dude, it's intentional. Real quick, before we get to that point, I want to talk about how good was Mark Ruffalo in Avengers 1. Oh, great. Perfect. Oh, my God. He was great. He's been great in all of them until this point. I But, like, when he came on screen in Avengers 1, he looked so young, and he just did such a good job with the part. Which, he, you know, he's taking over Edward Norton, who's like a Edward freaking Norton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, like, the more the more you watch the series, the more you know he's, like, he's actually stepping into those shoes. Like, he's supposed to be that character from that Paramount movie. Right. It's not just, like, a different, different, you right. know, Bruce. Right. I mean, it is, but it isn't, you know? Right. I mean, it's not like we got, like, you know, Earth-118 Bruce now. Right. <laughs> I would, I'd be interested in revisiting just the, uh, the... Betty, the Be- Betty Ross. Yeah, the the scenes where she calms the Hulk, and seeing how those compare to the uh, the Natasha scenes, the Natasha scenes, because I honestly don't remember how she does it. Is that where the sun's going, getting real low? Thing I think so. From? I think I mean, if it is, that's a that's an excellent callback. I can't remember though. That has really been a hot minute. That's the second movie we ever reviewed on the show, and I have not no, watched. God it since. no, that was probably the mm-hmm. second time I'd ever seen it. I will say I, I was tweeting about it today. Um, things i liked about the incredible hulk obviously i it's 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 a bad film it's not my favorite in the mcu or as a movie um but i do love the hulk look in that movie it's my favorite hulk look i could see that i could definitely see that um I think the fight with Abomination is genuinely very cool. Uh, and there was another thing I liked about it. Oh, Edward Norton and and uh, Tim Blake. What's his last name? Tim Blake Nelson. Tim, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. I yeah, do some, I do genuinely like... star power. I right. like the Hulk the best in Ragnarok. I, I thoroughly enjoy Teen Hulk. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Ragnarok. I love Ragnarok Hulk. I, uh, there's not a time where I'm not, like, um, not on board with Hulk. But I, I thought, for, for me, movie, I thought this so. was incongruously bad delivery from Mark Ruffalo, especially early on in the movie. I would tend to agree with that. Where, like, everything he said for the first probably hour of the movie, I was like, this is a bad line, Mark. Like, you just didn't give your heart on that. And and part of me doesn't feel like anything in this movie was not deliberate. I don't know if there'll be a payoff to that or not, but I, 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 I truly feel like there's there's something there. I don't know about the Loki thing. I don't but think I don't obviously... think that, I don't think Bruce Banner is Loki in disguise. I don't. But I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was some shirt where it was like Loki's in Bruce's head as a third personality. And that's why Hulk won't come out. Something like that. I think uh, people say the Hulk's not coming out because he got beaten down, and then the Russo brothers were like, no, that's not why. But they were also like, it's not cold endgame. Okay, boys. <laughs> they are liars. Right. Okay, so you're just not gonna tell us the truth. Okay. No. Um and that's, but I, that's my thing with all this speculation is like, it has never been more, I've seen more of it today than any other day, but this movie has been so hyped because like we knew it was happening a year ago, a full year right, ago. We knew it was coming out. We knew when it was coming out. We knew what it was going to be about. Like, and at this point, I'm like, it's Monday. Okay. It's Monday the 22nd. It comes out on Thursday the 25th. Right. We're just like, we're not going to know. Any, we'll, like, we'll know in three days. Shut up. Everyone on Twitter. I know, I know they can't hear this now. I'm going to have to deal with three more days of it, but like, stop worrying about it. It's going to be fine. It's gonna the fact happen. That we're getting, the fact that Marvel is allowing them to release the tomatometer before the movie comes out. Good point. What do you think? Do you want to do it now? Yeah, sure. Why not? So the Vegas odds, according to, I think I looked it up yesterday, was over under of 86.5. Fair. Calculated based on a complex algorithm of the average score of Marvel movies, but Russo brother films weighted heavier. Okay. Uh, I am betting the over. You're betting the over. I'm betting the over and my my to the number prediction 
for the reveal. I don't know if it'll stay okay. there. My my to the number prediction for the reveal. Well, it should reveal to, with most of the reviews it's going to get. Right. Well, I mean, it'll continue to get reviewed. I'm sure not everyone got a press screening for it. No, but like um, also just, just so we so we put it out there. The world premiere is happening this moment. Right, it's happening. Like, it right is happening now. as we're recording this. I know, and we're not there, which is some bull. Like seriously, Marvel, hit your boy up. Can next we get? Time. Can we get invited to the Spider-Man premiere? I like. I will do anything. Uh, probably not, because you'd be like, well, if you would have done anything, you would have auditioned to be in Billy Elliot when you were five, and then you would be Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. That's. <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind. You're you're absolutely right. Uh anyway, my to the number for the reveal Tuesday is 97. That's high. Certified. That's Certified high. 97. That's wild. That's high. I I honestly here's, here's what I think. I might even be low. I think I think there's no chance it's in the 80s. I don't think there's a chance it's below 90. I def I I'm saying 79. Really? Yeah. That's the Captain Marvel score. I'm saying yeah. Infinity War didn't do that well. They got an 85. That's not that well. I don't think that makes it. I don't think that makes it top ten for the series. Uh, I think you are right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nope. It is beat by Ant Man and the Wasp. So it's not the. It's not in the top ten. No, it's eleventh. It's eleventh. Okay. Yeah. I think seventy nine, but I think that if it's not in the seventies, it will be at le- yeah at least ninety seven. There's two. There's two. I don't think it'll be in the eighties. I think it'll be either either be insanely good or it'll be in the seventies. Do you think there's a reality where it's below sixty? Yeah, yeah, I really do. I really think that reality is out there. I think that there is a very real, not likely, but very real possibility that this movie blows huge. Sure. Do you think that'll make Infinity War less good? Maybe. It really depends. I, I, it really depends. I, I, I've I said think this. I confidently confidently believe yes because crimes of grindelwald was bad i said this from the beginning i think that on if if you're using if i'm using a hundred percent of my scale right i think there's a 10 percent chance that infinity i mean that endgame is terrible and that it just we just forget it ever happened and pretend that infinity war was the last marvel movie that there's a 10 percent chance i think that there's a 20 percent chance that it is very good and also manages to maintain infinity wars status to 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 be good without harming infinity war and I think there's a 70% chance that it is good and just ruins Infinity War. I don't know how it could ruin Infinity War. Uh, if it brings everybody back to life, Infinity War is completely useless as a movie. No, it's not. Yes, it, it is. It, it is it's... Deathly Hallows Part 1. It will not matter. The only good part no, of this movie... No, because you have to this watch... this is the thing I've said from the beginning. The only part that matters of Infinity War is the snap. No, I disagree. I enjoyed all of Infinity War. It's not about enjoyment. Is, okay, if, hey, if everybody... look, 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 look. You are in the top, probably in the top third percentile for people that like the Marvel movies unapologetically. You're going to love Infinity War no matter what. Like, but for anybody else, like if I promise you that there's a very real possibility that I do not like Infinity War after Thursday. I think if everybody comes back, you still have a very good, like Deathly Hallows Part 2 is good without Deathly Hallows Part 1. But if everybody comes back, then Endgame won't be good without Infinity War. And that's what I think is the key difference is there's important pieces in the front and back end. And now you have a closed loop good series of films no but like that's and that's you if you get a year between them that's, and start over after far from home but that's if you get a year between them when you're when you're looking when you're revisiting the series and you ha- you don't have to deal with a year of spider-man being dead you don't have to deal with a year of black panther being dead you don't have to deal with a year of whatever happening you're like all right cool snap happens whatever everyone's dead I just know they come back to life in five minutes as soon as the next movie starts. I don't think they come back as soon as the movie starts. I don't think they will either, but it's like it ha- just has it, it means it, it loses all meaning. 
I do think there's a real chance that like Spider-Man and Black Panther are genuinely dead. I don't think there are. There is. I, I truly Okoye don't. is the new Black Panther and Spider-Man, we could only borrow him for two films. There's a new Spider-Man film coming out though. Right. But like, they're not, that's not, there's no way it's, I mean, I would, I myself would love that more than anything in the world. Nothing in the world would make me happier than them then, pulling that joke over successfully. And they're like, actually, actually, the trailer's lied. It's just a Mysterio movie. Or if they were just like, Spider-Man Far From Home will not happen. Yeah, whatever. Either way. If if Spider-Man, yeah, if, if at the end it's like, you know, how it normally says like, the Avengers will return in whatever. If at right. the end it if just says, like, Spider-Man will not return. <laughs> right. I would love that. That would be like... That would be great. I just cannot express be... how much I would enjoy that. And it would it would be the kind of thing that like you can't like you can't rewatch that and get that experience. That's a once in a lifetime thing. You can't replicate that. No, that would be amazing. But they won't do it. There's no way. I do not think there's a realistic possibility that happens. Black Panther maybe. I think Black Panther could stay dead. I think Peter Quill could stay dead. I hope to God Bucky Barnes stays dead. I hate that character. I truly uh... hate that character. Sebastian Stan's not going anywhere. I don't that give a dude. crap about Sebastian Stan. Whatever. Dude's overrated. Oh, man. I love me some sea bass. That's fine. I mean, if, in other movies, sure, whatever. Go nuts. He's a white dude. He's a great option for when no one's available. But as far as the character of Buckbert Barnes goes, you, you can you can leave him. Leave him cornflaked. Because I don't think everybody's going to come back. I think... I. Do you remember when you first saw Infinity War and Tony got stabbed by Thanos? And your heart stopped beating. Yeah. And the EMT came in and shocked you back to life. Yeah. That was sad when he survived. Yeah. That was like a storytelling, like, oh. Yeah. It's gotta have it's gotta have something, man. You cannot make endgame successful if all characters remain alive at the end. I I mean, I, if you feel that way, I have a feeling you cannot be swayed otherwise. Like if they find a way to do that, I don't think. I mean, th- no. That if movie they happy. find a way to do that, then that makes sense and that is good storytelling. Yes, yeah, satisfying. Then I'm all in. I-, I can I can be wrong about that. That's fine. But like, I don't see a way that that could happen. Other anything else to me is just gonna feel too cute because you're not. It's not. It's not Loki. It's not you know whatever whoever Red Skull. It's not the U.S. government. Like this is this is. Big boy villains. Right. This, this is, is Thanos. destroyed half the universe. Right. You don't you don't get out of that one clean ever. There will be casualties. I think uh But that's what I'm saying is if the casualties are who, like if the casualties are like, oh well Steve's locked in another dimension. That's just gonna be dumb. Uh, Ethan, Chris Evans isn't that old, okay? They're not gonna like never pull that one back out. I hope they do. I really hope they do. I don't wanna see I do not want to see Tony Stark or Captain America in another movie after this. I don't know that you're going to get your wish. That would make me happy. I'm curious. The only original Avenger that I want to survive, to truth be told, is Thor. I think Thor is fine. I do too. I would. He would be like probably the low end of my marked safe list. There's a chance we're going to lose some Thor. Uh, I, don't, I, but I, I truly think, don't think there is. I think uh, if we're going to... God, what is this cast? Oh, Michael Keaton's back. <laughs> the big bad is actually the Sinister Six. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I think... Who would you mark safe? Who would you mark safe? No one. Of the, of the survivors, I think... 
Thor and Thor, Rocket. Natasha, Rocket. No, if there was if there was one I think that they could, if there was one I think they could cancel, it'd be Black or Black Widow the movie. Oh, I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I like I'm I'm okay with uh, Black Widow being killed off. I don't I don't uh, think I don't think Carol Danvers is killable. I don't think Carol is, I don't think Hulk is killable. I could see Hulk dying. I could I would not I would not mark Hulk as safe. Here's here's what I know about Hulk. I mean the fans would be outraged. They'd be like Hulk is in Invincible, you know. Just just as a reminder, you nerfed Hulk. Like, okay, but Mark Ruffalo is an activist and only has a contract for so long. He's also the second Hulk, so Yeah. I I, I would like, not I, mark I, don't know what you want. I would not mark Hulk safe. Like if I had to give him like a like a wildlife tag, it would be like endangered fearing extinction. <laughs> um Yeah, I think I also wouldn't be surprised if Hulk is the one that like delivers the final blow. That too, yeah. Hulk's a wild card. Yeah. For sure. No, I think Thor's safe. I think Captain Marvel's safe. I would not say Okoye is safe. You think that's a killable character? Yeah. I would, I, I would absolutely I would absolutely see a scenario in which she has to die to bring T'Challa back. Oh man. I would absolutely see a scenario for that. Because I think you got a lot of potential for because each of these there was a I guess it was a poster. I don't know if it was real or not, but there was like a poster earlier today that I saw where it was like all the original Avengers and they had like a shadow of like a character that was lost to them. I don't know if that was official either. The I, don't, only I don't know if it was, but it got me thinking. Recognize. Got me thinking. Oh, you think that'll be a trade thing? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there was a trade there there there's there's a clear trade to be made with each character nobody yeah because like, like I, I think I, in that i saw that picture and wasn't tony's like war machine not spider-man yeah that's why i don't think it was real yeah war machine rocks with an x what is Rhodey's status even uh dead did he die yeah and uh fal no falcon dead war machine alive okay because because uh war machine's walking through and he's like sam and that was right after you watched sam cornflake right okay <coughs> I couldn't remember which way it went. But yeah, I think that there's a very real possibility you see a Steve sacrifices himself for Bucky. There's a very real possibility you see a Tony sacrifices himself for Peter. I don't think you'll see Thor sacrifice himself to save Loki. I don't. But like, there's a there's an opposite for for all of them. Do you think Rocket would sacrifice himself for the rest of the Guardians? I think the only, I think he, that there's the a only very survivor. I think there's a very real possibility that that is what happens. Additionally, you get, you get all the Guardians back except Rocket. I think I think there's a very real possibility you see Rocket sacrifice himself in some way to bring Gamora back. No, Rocket and Gamora is no relationship. Nebula will sacrifice herself for Gamora. That's the relationship. That's where Guardians Two becomes valuable. Oh yeah, Nebula's still alive. The movie's so complicated. Yeah, she's with Tony. She's the only one with Tony. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, Rocket. I, I think you could see Rocket. Rocket give himself up for the because that's a big. It's a big trade. Like they're all gone except for him. Yeah. He loves Groot. All gone. He loves Groot. He does. He's a big Groot fan. I know could also definitely see them being like Rocket's complicated to put in these movies. <laughs> like Bradley Cooper. Costs I lost them. you there. What did Rocket say? I was I was saying that there's a very real possibility that they're looking at it like Rocket's very complicated to put in these movies. Like he's a lot of CGI and Bradley Cooper's expensive. So they could be like, oh, we're going to kill Rocket. Here's my thing. <laughs> Here's my thing with Bradley Cooper. Because I, I was thinking about this. You need to cast the next big bad. You need to cast both what characters are going to be and who's going to play them. I think Bradley Cooper would make a good Doom. I could see that. I also think Bradley Cooper, I'm ready for his live action MCU. He, he, he'd make a great uh, Mr. Fantastic, but I think if the fans get what they want, it'd be John Krasinski. That'd be whack. That'd be so but whack. I think John Krasinski would make a good Doom. Oh God. I just, I cannot express how much <laughs> I don't want another Fantastic Four movie. You, like that will be the first thing. I'm almost certain. That's, why do you keep saying that? 
Because they just got, they don't have Spider-Man, but they do have Fantastic Four and X-Men. And X-Men have another movie coming out. So my money is a recast Fantastic Four. My money is on them doing nothing like with the, those properties. Next, oh, no. They, they'd do something with Fantastic Four. I hope not. It's just not a, it's not a good story. I don't like any of those characters. I think I would be very okay with a very reimagined Fantastic Four. Like, imagine this. Would you take this? Shuri is the Invisible Woman. M'Baku is the thing. So it's just Fantastic Four. Wakanda edition. It doesn't have to be. You could throw in two characters from other parts. No, because I think if MCU. you if you just make the Fantastic Four members of the MCU already, you're playing it too too close to the chest with Michael B. Jordan being the Human Torch and also That's being true. Killmonger. I listen, and and Captain America also being the Human Torch. Right. <laughs> I do think that would be a funny moment if you had like Steve and I also think with Endgame, there's a unlikely but real chance that there are Fox properties in it. I, the only thing I think they would put, the only one I think they would put in there is Deadpool. Deadpool or Wolverine. Nah, we would know about that. I think there if, would be I mean, a Hugh Jackman set photo. There was one that was fake floating around, but I think if Hugh Jack, if you get a cameo of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I think that'd be enough. I, I don't know. <laughs> Who do you think the next big bad of the MCU is? I have no idea. I really don't. I think me and Jonathan were talking about this at dinner. Uh, but I don't know I that much about be... comics is the thing. Like, I just don't care. That's I have no true. desire to do the background research to figure out, like, what the possibilities could be. It doesn't interest me at all. I think... Like, this is a purely cinematic thing for me. Well, I, that's fine. I can draw from cinematic characters you're familiar with. Uh, I think not unlikely what you see in the second saga would be... Doctor Doom filling Loki's position and Galactus filling Thanos's, which is the same villains from the first two Fantastic Four films. I could see that. I could definitely see that. But I, as far as speculation on that front goes, I, I don't know. It could be any. They could invent a character. Like that'd be something. I don't see why not. Oh, me neither. Give me Squirrel Girl. <laughs> she defeated Thanos one time. No, I mean I think they could invent a new big bad. They're just like I don't know. They could buy a. They could like they could trade Deadpool to DC for like Doomsday. They already have Darkseid. I think if they trade anybody to De- to DC, I would love to see Slade Wilson face off against the Avengers. Who is Slade Wilson? Uh, he. Do you remember Teen Titans the TV show? Vaguely. Oh, he was the big bad in that. Been a very he's long also time. The big bad. He's the character Deadpool's based on. He's like a master assassin who sometimes gotcha, or maybe all the time. I don't know. He's like a super. I would human. love to see Deadpool. In the James Gunn Suicide Squad. Oh, Deadpool meets the Guardians, I think, will happen. Deadpool meets the Guardians could be cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think that will is probably a strong word. Yeah. I just pray to God that Deadpool's not in it at all. Same. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Deadpool cameo. Also, this is going to be where they explore universes. Like, there will, that's going to have to happen at some point. Or it doesn't. They might just stop making movies. Ethan, this movie's not even out yet, and it's already made more than most movies I know, but like, like, they might just be like, okay, we did a universe thing. The the rest of the films are... That was neat. The rest of the films are separate. This is non-canonical from here on out. That'd be wild. If they're like, you guys are, you guys are getting too engrossed in this. Y'all like, I tell you the problem with, with the non-canonical thing is now you're stuck with a bunch of origin stories. Yeah. But Marvel's proven recently that they can make a good origin story. They have. They've proven that since 2008. Well, they proved it in 2008 and then they disproved it multiple times. 2008. (laughs) <laughs> no, there's not a bad origin movie except for uh, Incredible Hulk. I mean, they're not great. Thor's not Thor's great. Thor's not bad. Uh, Captain Marvel's good. First Avenger's good. Ant-Man's good. Guardians 1 is good. Doctor Strange is good. I would not put Doctor Strange on the uh, level of Captain Marvel uh, and Black Spider-Man's Panther. Good. Or Spider-Man. No, me neither. I think their but recent origin films good. have been their best origin films. Far From Home. Yikes. That's a whole different box of so, speculation. I'm not interested in what happens in Far From Home until Friday. Oh, yeah. Don't don't bother me with your question. Like, who? Because I have no idea. 
if if Peter's alive, then then we know the score. It's complicated, man. It's very complicated. What do you think about Thanos? I thought that was the dumbest thing the first time I read. It. I thought it was hilarious. I knew it was never gonna happen, but I thought it was hilarious. They made like maybe a, I'm just they made like a video. <laughs> yeah, and the Russo brothers have it as their like profile picture yeah. on Instagram. And here's like I love that that they're just buying into it. They're like this is this is canon. This is confirmed. Right. This is how it happens. <laughs> I think I will not be a little bit surprised if in the movie somebody suggests that to Scott. I will not be surprised if in the movie Scott does not make it out of the quantum realm until the end. Oh, yeah. If he's not like part of most of if it. If they just occasionally cut back as like a comedic relief effect, if they just occasionally cut back to Scott in the quantum realm, just like, hey, hello, anybody help? And then keep going with the battle. I think the important thing about Scott in the quantum realm is they like genuinely what I think is going to happen is they wouldn't have put him in there without a way to get himself out should the worst happen. We'll see. We will certainly see. I think that you're probably correct, but I think it was also a good bit of filmmaking to like, oh, he's stuck there. Ooh, um, I'll tell you what I don't care about is the return of Hawkeye. I just don't. I'm just not interested. Oh, I would have thought, I would have thought after watching the first two Avengers films, like on their own, I think Hawkeye gets so much more valuable story. I'm excited about the return of Hawkeye. <laughs> I just don't like, he's, he's a lot of people's like every, a lot of people claim he's like, oh, Hawkeye is my favorite Avenger. And I'm like, I don't, uh, why? Like based on what he's barely in it. And he spends the f- majority no, the of the first, first movie being like mind that's control. That's all you've seen? What? Yes. S- I S- do think. Sorry, what did you say? Say it again. He's not introduced well enough. Oh, I said he's a, he's a major part of the first two Avengers films. Yeah, then you said if that's all you've seen. I'm not I'm not interested in those people. I don't make theories for those people. I don't, I don't want to talk to those people. If all you've seen is the first two Avengers movies, go watch the rest of them. It's Seriously, it's like the biggest <laughs> thing that's ever happened in movies. Stop being that person. Right. Don't be against the MC. Stop it. The MC is Stop a good it. thing. Either be against it or don't be against it. Like, be against it entirely. Don't watch any of them. You don't get to watch a Marvel movie. You don't deserve it. But there's so <laughs> many people that are like, oh, I've only seen, uh, you know, I've only seen The Doctor Incredible Strange. Hulk. I've only seen Doctor Strange. Am I going to be confused for Avengers Endgame? Like, yes. Yes, you're going to be you wouldn't, very if You confused. wouldn't ask this about any other series is my thing. You wouldn't be like, can I right. watch the third Lord of the Rings movie? Is, is it gonna, can I watch the eighth Harry Potter movie? Is it going to make sense? It's like, no, you're just no. being a jerk. <laughs> Right, you're being intentionally obstinate. Yeah, so that's the thing. Is like, I, I don't. If if you've only watched the first two Avengers movies, yes, I could see how Hawkeye could be your favorite Avenger. But he's like, he and Natasha are like the only ones that don't have an origin story. That don't have any story about them. I th- you get a lot of Natasha's backstory in Age of Ultron. Not enough. I agree with you. Not and then enough. people are like, like you get but, more but, than you would have thought. But Budapest, and I'm like, Wait, that's a joke. It's a j-o-k-e joke right all all that line does is tell it's, you that they've been on missions right it's the before. thing in oceans 11 where rusty is talking to linus and he's like and never under any circumstances and then walks away and doesn't that's tell the thing doesn't think tell of? linus yeah that's the thing it's like it doesn't the budapest thing is 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 just put in there to make you go but but budapest i want to know what happens at budapest you're never going to find out what happens at budapest they could make wait, wait, wait. They could make Hawkeye versus Black Widow, the movie, and we would still not know what happens in Budapest. I'm I'm down for more clash films. If we get more like if we get like Hulk versus the Wolverine, the movie the live action movie. <laughs> Hulk versus I'd Wolverine okay the movie. That. Jesus Christ. I'd be okay with that. The problem is Hugh Jackman's I, like, done. That's that's the next direction. I think there are other candidates for a good Wolverine. Yeah, but you can't replace him. Why? Because he's he's canon. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Not in the MCU. If anybody if any other X Man or Deadpool becomes in the MCU, then then by default, 
Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine's canon. And I think that you will see a cameo from an X-Man in a MCU movie before you see a Wolverine versus Hulk, the movie. I also think Hugh Jackman would be totally down. He said he's done, though. He's like made that very clear. He doesn't want to do more movies, which I'm with him. I don't know. I'm with him, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, I'm with you. If you're going to keep making sure X-Men movies, I would quit too. Proud of you. If I was Hugh Jackman, I'd be like, man, these things are making a lot of money. I, I don't think I he's like worried that about musical thing that I do on the I don't side. Think he's worried about money. Boy, oh boy. What? I don't think Hugh Jackman's worried about money. No. He's the nicest guy. Yeah. So I they, hate I hate the fact So they say. I hate the fact that I don't love him right now. That I'm just so tired of him. I'm tired of hearing about him. I'm tired of hearing about Hugh Jackman being the only white dude that can sing. Hugh Jackman can't sing. Apparently he can. They pick him for every musical. He's on Broadway. Oh, I know. He he can sing better than Tyler. Right, but he's taking, like, he is the lead role in a Broadway revival. He is taking that away from someone. What Broadway revival? The Music Man. Oh, that's not like a made-for-TV thing? No. He's going to be on uh, Broadway singing and dancing. Uh, Well, that'll only be for a little while until Disney's like, hey, Hugh, my guy, how would you like $50 million we were saving for Tony Stark? That's a, that's, a, that's a whole separate equation. I think that if you're going <laughs> to make a Broadway revival and you need to sell it by saying, oh, we got expensive big-name actor to be the lead role... I think that you that probably just doesn't need to be revived. There's probably a reason. Oh man, I, I saw how to succeed with Dan Radcliffe and I loved it. So I would not say that Dan Radcliffe being in How to Succeed is the same as Hugh Jackman being in A Revival of the Music Band. I don't know, man. I also know that Daniel Radcliffe would make a great Wolverine. So would... Why do you keep saying that? Uh, he would not make a good Wolverine. Yes, he would be bad he at it. He would be bad at it. I also think Zac Efron would make a good Wolverine. I can see that. Because he's jacked. I have no issue with Zac Efron in The Greatest Showman. My issues entirely reside with Hugh Jackman. Your mom is against Hugh Jackman. No, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Your mom is team Hugh Jackman? Probably. <laughs> I'm team Hugh Jackman. He could take me out to a nice dinner. I'd let him. I'd hang out with Hugh Jackman for sure. <laughs> Definitely. I'd be like, Hugh, um, I, loved I, The Greatest Showman, my favorite movie ever. What's up, buddy? What's I will up, straight up pal? lie to his beautiful face. Yeah. Quick question. Quick question uh, from the Discord. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this show and you love this show and this show brings you value, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and pledge for just $3 a month. You can join our amazing Discord server where Ethan and I hang out like all the time. What Discord is, it's like a chat room that's always open for people and it's super informal and super easy to use. It is like ultra intuitive um, after the first like 10 seconds where you're like, oh my God, this is confusing. Then it's super intuitive. Anyway, we have an amazing Discord server. You can join it for $3 a month, patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. It'll send you a link. You'll join. It takes like five seconds. Question from Luna Luvgood. Do you, to an extent, agree with Danos and his plan? Nope. A little bit. A little tiny no, bit. don't. What? No, you don't. I mean, how, I, don't think, how is... I don't think he should kill half the people in the galaxy, but I do definitely think that he's probably the only one talking about a very real problem. Overpopulation? Yeah. You mean Thanos, the person who knows how to get people from one planet to another? No, I don't agree with his plan. No. But I agree with his... Okay. I agree with his, like... I understand where he's coming from. I don't agree with his execution. No, Thanos did Because this is wrong. a... He definitely did. But this is a very real problem that we face even on our Earth as it is today. Right. But if an intergalactic super being came to Earth and was like, I can create resources and I can move you from here to Titan, which was a planet full of people, and now is vacant. Right, but it's a planet vacant and also devoid of resources. That's why it's vacant. We can bring cows. What? We can bring cows and seeds. I don't know that you know how resources work. What do you mean? We're not like... Thanos can create energy. No, we can't. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Tony Stark can. Tony Stark can create sustainable energy. Okay, well... Also, the Tesseract exists. Okay. Unlimited sustainable energy. Anyway, no, I don't agree with Thanos' plan. 
but I think that Thanos will be talked about in schools in the future. Yeah. I think that that'll be one of those that they'll show Infinity War in like, like biology classes. Yeah. No, I'm thinking like high school biology. But the Maybe thing not biology, is, but like some sort of science class when we are if you out cut of the people in half, everyone would just take twice as many resources. Also, half the cows are gone too, Ethan. No, they're not. Yeah, the Russo brothers said animals died. Too. That's dumb, though. Why would the animals die? Animals aren't the problem. Groot died. Groot died. Groot's not an animal. Well, he's not a human. I mean, he's a person. Mantis died. Also, a person. Well, yeah, but. She may not be human, but she's a person. Yeah, like Chewbacca. Vision died. He's a robot. Not from the snap. No, but he's a robot. Yes. Poor Vision. Nope. Dude. Didn't care. Scarlet Witch is so powerful. Didn't care. Still don't care. Oh. Watched today. Felt nothing. You, like, how? Sincerely, Paul sincerely was on the felt nothing about villain di- Vision dying. I'd never but been Paul invested Bettany in his character. He's on screen. And he's Jarvis. So? Jarvis is uh, an AI. Yeah, but he's, like, quirky and fun. He's, like, a cool AI. Yeah, but Friday's better. Friday's just Jarvis's wife. Yeah. She's fun and quirky and not a robot. Yes, she is. Oh, well, I mean, no. She's, she's not, not an android. In a robot's yeah. body. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't care. I, I, I don't, I don't feel like that death scene. That's part of the reason why I don't think Infinity War is like the greatest movie is because it, I don't think that paid off the way it needed to. Especially that within, really especially with him like being saved and then Thanos just time stoning backwards and being like, never mind, dead. Well, I didn't know how they were going to use the time stone. I was pretty satisfied. That had to be something true. Why couldn't... Hey, hey, here's the real question. Why couldn't uh, Doctor Strange just sling ring Thanos' arm off? I do think they included that scene early in the film where they sling ring somebody's arm off. I think they included that for a reason. Probably. I think that... I get that, like... Everything that Doctor Strange does makes perfect sense because that's the only way they win. I get that. And that's what... That's part of it for me, too, is that's just cheap. That's Doctor Strange sandbagging the first movie so that he can figure it out later. Maybe. He knows that... Here's what he knows, is in every version of reality... This is what I think happened when he looked at 14,605. Uh, we know from Doctor Strange that the Ancient One can't look past her own death. So I think he only explored the possibility of him dying once. He knew that Sorry, in 14 that million scenarios... He knew that in 14 million scenarios... 14,604,000 scenarios, when he tried to go on to win, they lost. Yeah. But when he died, he doesn't know what happens. I mean, that's probably true. Because he can't look past your own death. But that's just, just so from a, I, from a storytelling perspective, his whole thing is kind of broken. Because like, there's yeah. no way to, there's no way to pick it at his motivation because it's right. just, it's, un, it's infallible because like, that's the end game. And I hate characters like that. They're like, they don't have to make sense. Oh, why do you have to hate anything? I just like loving all of it. Because it's not perfect. Do you only love perfect things? What things do you love, Ethan? I love plenty of things. We're talking about a movie. I'm not going to sit here. Like, what is the point of a podcast where we sit here and go, man, this movie was great. Because then you get to dive into what makes it so great and have fun with it instead of just like, no, it's stupid because of this. I'm not saying it's stupid because of anything. I think that Doctor Strange has motivational problems. You and I, trouble getting and I don't like the characters that... You know, say like one in five. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a line from uh, Avengers 1. I don't like characters that, that are like, in, that, are, that are infallible like that. They don't have to make sense. Right. That is all motivation. Like that is, if you want to talk about, because you're the, you're the one that's always sitting here going, well, this is like storytelling is the most important thing. And like, that's bad storytelling. That is essentially fundamental bad storytelling. Any Anytime you have a character I, I, that like, because that's the same as you going like, oh, well, like you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're picking odd job there. What? That it's just better because it is? Yeah. It's like, I feel like Doctor Strange could absolutely have solved things, but shows not to. And, Dude. and for that reason, I think the movie is less or so because like, to me, that feels like they're making it two movies because they felt like it. And for me, that doesn't win a storytelling. I don't know. I like the Doctor Strange. I like, here's what I think the future thing does. And this is why I think it's good storytelling is I think we get a lot of like Tony and 
Stephen. There's a weird way to say Doctor Strange's character's name. Oh, he's made up names Tony now, and Strange. right? <laughs> Tony and Strange don't get along. Okay. And the pivotal moment in their chemistry and their relationship is when Strange looks into the future. It's like, all of a sudden, I'm going to use Tony's first name. I'm going to protect him. I will give up the freaking time stone to save this man's life. Right. All of a sudden, Tony's really what important. what makes it effective storytelling. Right. What makes it effective is because like, of that shift in chemistry. Now, I, know, I get what you're saying that now you have this infallible character that like he knows things that nobody else can know he's like too powerful basically right but he also it gives hope to the audience that there may be a winning solution despite the the tragic end of infinity war uh and i think it's it's really interesting to see that shift in the way that they treat each other right but the hope for the audience and i do go ahead i do genuinely think like a lot of people say after he looks into the future he like he lets thanos win but i think if he had a kill shot on Thanos without using the time stone, he would have taken it. Like, I think despite seeing the future, he was like, I'm still going to do everything I can. See, I don't, I don't feel like that. I, I watched it again today. I don't feel like that. I didn't see, in, I didn't see infinite. Right. But I, I don't feel like he would have taken the, the kill shot, even if he, cause he already knew that information. He's like, you know, how many did we win? One, we lost 14 million, whatever. You're breaking up there. What was that? I say he he says the line about we we win in one instance of fourteen million six hundred five. Um, to me that like every every to me I would say everything that that Strange said to to me that the problem with that is that it just invalidates everything Strange does after that moment. Is it like he's because he's playing to his own game at that point? He's I know that he's playing to his own game, but there's got to be some sort of strategy in him not explaining how to win. Yeah, it's called a it's called another movie. That's the thing though. That's 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 where it starts to fall apart for me with a lot of these things. Is like. You can put, you can add, you can back end a storytelling direction to it, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, it's because they wanted to make another movie. Well, yeah, but they combined, they have five and a half hours of storytelling here. Correct. But they could have just either a not announced that there was another movie, but that's the thing is that's, it doesn't, you don't need hope. The hope comes from the fact that, you know, there's another movie coming out because they were announced at the same time, but we don't know what's going to happen. And we don't know how it's going to happen. We still don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to happen. We still don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to happen, regardless of what Dr. Strange did. I don't, I don't think he needed to like, because you you were justifying it by saying he needed to give us hope. I don't think that's true at all. Or maybe give Tony and Drax and Mantis and Quill and Spider-Man hope and Nebula. God, Nebula. That's a, a Karen Gillan just wasn't. It's right just for that a, part. It's a. It makes me so sad too because I because I love Karen Gillan. I, I think too. Nebula probably could have been a decent character. It just didn't. It didn't I, like, line up. <laughs> It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't land the way that I wanted it to. She's so say, important to the stories. This, <laughs> this time around on Infinity War, I actually was at like peak interest in Nebula's character. Yeah, I would probably agree. I just, she's going to be more important than I want her to be is the problem. Well, she's, she's got to she's be, gonna be a, a lot of it is about Gamora. Yeah, she's going to be one of the keys to this whole thing going off properly. And that's going to just suck. I mean, it won't, because it'll be good. But at the same time, I'm super excited for one of my favorite actresses, Karen Gillan. For sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, I just (laughs) don't think she was right for that part. And we're just, we're so stuck with her. Oh, yeah. Because, like, as soon as we hit Avengers 1, nobody was replaceable after that. Right. You couldn't, like. Right, they're not going to recast Nebula. You couldn't recast anybody. It's like, if somebody backs out, like, that dude's dead. Right. Oh, he died in a fire. Yeah, that character, we give them an off-screen death because we're not, like, there can't be a scene of, like, oh, this is the new Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, like, can you imagine if, like, Robert Downey Jr. was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not renewing my contract. And then in, like, Avengers... Five, like Tom Cruise is just yeah, there. Just, it's like he's like, hi, he's got I'm the, he's Tony got the chest Stark. Thing and you're like, what? And he's like, I'm Tony Stark. And you're like, no, you're right, not. You're like, 
Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean you're Tony Stark? Mm. No, you're Question not. Question for you. Yeah. What Where you are we putting these uh, these guest spots? Ooh. You know, before we recorded this episode, we actually reached out to some former guests of the show. We want to play what they have to say about the Avengers, and we're going to do that right now. Hey, everybody. It's Kerry from the Nerdium Podcast. And with Endgame around the corner, I found myself reflecting on the MCU pretty much as a whole. In 2008, when this idea was launched, I remember reading this insurmountable list of movies, TV shows, comics, just everything they had planned, the plethora of material to interconnect them all. At the time, I chuckled and thought, well, isn't that cute? I was and am still, after all, a diehard DC fan, and hopefully you guys can forgive me, but in my defense, this is post-Batman Begins, where I believe the road for DC was paved in gold, and they would do no wrong to me. But that all changed after I sat down and watched Iron Man. There I was in a packed theater watching this superhero movie hit all the points. It was fun, it was intense, action-packed, well-acted. But the worst part? Up until then, I could have cared less about Iron Man. Marvel had some favorites for me, sure. Spider-Man, Wolverine, I've always loved Venom. But that was pretty much it. They were just kind of the, the throwaway comic book company for me. Sometimes they had something I was interested in, but I never looked twice. Marvel changed that. They made me care. Showed me they were going to be a fighting force against DC. And as I walked out of that theater, I knew then and there that this insurmountable list was probably going to work. Marvel had a roadmap right to the top, and they were going to travel it, regardless of who stood in their way. And sure enough, there's been some misses. Iron Man 2 fell a little short for me, and Thor Ragnarok was, after all, probably the best of the three. But the plan worked. And now even I'm forced to say, hopefully DC can take a note from Marvel. I guess on that somber note of realization that maybe I rooted for the wrong team, I'll end it with this. There are dozens of franchises. Some good, others barely worth my time. But the MCU? The MCU is a franchise with the ability to make a guy who wouldn't give it a second look, sit up, pay attention, and deliver. They delivered the promise to their fans, and they delivered a product to the rest of us. Be you a fence-sitter or maybe a Marvel naysayer, even you have to admit their product is of quality, passion, and always seems to deliver with a level of awe that is almost inspiring. On that note, guys, you have a good rest of the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Hello, Tyler and Ethan. I hope you guys are having a great day reviewing all three of the Avengers movies so far. For me, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been something I've been following since it originally started being created. I remember going to see Iron Man in one of the local cheap theaters with a bunch of my elementary school friends and it was just insane to see it was so crazy because i didn't really understand what it was going to be created to be the so far before that i was a huge fan of the spider-man trilogy by sam raimi and going off of that i also really enjoyed the x-men so being able to see iron man it seemed like it was going to be something very cool and as the movies came out in phase one i knew that they were all going to be connected in some way and culminate in the avengers movie but i didn't realize to what scale this was going to be that this was going to be a multi-decade franchise once phase two came around i didn't really think much of it again when avengers finally released that was a similar huge event where I didn't realize the magnitude of what was happening when I was seeing it. I only knew that this was an awesome movie and it felt huge and massive and full of stakes and I was super excited to see it. Going into phase two, I felt pretty good about what was going on and I was excited to see where this was going to go. And as I kept seeing the MCU movies and I started going to every single release, it only has grown, especially in phase three. I think right now, my favorite thing about the MCU though is definitely 
the arc of Tony Stark. I think it goes without question that one of the coolest things about the MCU is how interconnected and how long we have with certain characters. And Tony has been around the longest. We've been able to see him grow and change and evolve through his own trilogy and through the other cooperative group movies that we've seen. And being able to see that full arc over 10 years is something that we don't typically get to see. Thanks for having me on Bacon and Eggs again, Tyler and Ethan. That's all for me, yokes. Greetings and hello. This is Casey Winters of the podcast Hello from Elsewhere. I want you to imagine yourself in early 2008. Imagine how old you were. Imagine where you were. And imagine what Hollywood was like. The biggest movie of the year prior was Spider-Man 3. In 2006, saw big numbers from X-Men The Last Stand and Superman Returns. For years, Marvel had watched from the back seat as superheroes pleased worldwide audiences. Their biggest characters, like Spider-Man and X-Men, had been licensed to Sony and Fox respectively. Marvel's creative control was negligible on the big screen. The most popular superheroes of the time were established characters with built-in audiences from television cartoons and other media. Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. Not B and C list characters like Captain America or Iron Man, who had respectable but meager comic book followings. Put another way, names like Steve Rogers or Tony Stark were minuscule in the heroic zeitgeist. But what could Marvel do? The B and C list characters were the only ones left, unlicensed by bigger, more experienced studios. I believe pop cultural phenomena are miracles of timing. Do you remember 2008? Sure, Spider Man 3, X Men 3, and Superman Returns had earned big bucks in the years prior, but they were high earning films from critically moribund franchises. Maybe audiences weren't hoping for the end of superhero film, but the writing was on the wall and the winds of change were promising. Batman Begins had already come and gone with mild success, but in 2008, Christopher Nolan and Heath Ledger were set to bring their interpretation of the Joker in The Dark Knight, a superhero film tonally antithetical to much of the superhero output of the day, and audiences were chomping at the bit. How could a little-known character in a gold alloy suit compete with Nolan and Ledger, with Batman and the Joker? Compete, Tony Stark did. Like I said, a miracle of timing. Let's take nothing away from The Dark Knight. It's quite possibly the greatest comic book-inspired film of all time, and following its success, buzzwords like dark, gritty, and grounded became the norm among Hollywood rags and movie blogs. But Iron Man, the number two film of 2008, had something of its sleeve that even The Dark Knight couldn't fathom the promise of longevity for years to come. The idea of a shared universe was just a pipe dream, a laughable detail in the background of films like I Am Legend. Do you remember that Batman and Superman billboard behind Will Smith? It was just a dream. Superheroes didn't team up back then, but audiences were ready for Marvel to take that dream and make it real. Against all odds, they did it and they made you care. What could you in 2008 imagine? Could you imagine all the who's that connections from one film to the next? Could you imagine falling in love with a vain warmonger turned peacekeeper in a flying suit? Could you imagine empathizing with a god, an unwavering super soldier, or a bow and arrow toting family man? What about a tree and a talking raccoon in space? What about a warrior king or a fighter pilot turned powerful savior? Could you imagine them all coming together to face their greatest foe on the big screen? Our dreams, even the dreams we didn't know we had, all came true. You see, there was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable stories, see if they could become something more. 2008 was a long time ago. The MCU, that group of remarkable stories, has been with us for over a decade, with 22 films earning a combined worldwide total far above any other franchise. But 11 years is a long time for this genre-defining cinematic universe to keep fighting. Some might say Marvel has had its time. Some might say the world is ready to move on now. Some might say the Avengers should just lie down. But the Avengers did it. They became something more, and I'm not ready to move on. Just as Nick Fury once said, I still believe in heroes. In addition to those, we also received some in the form of an email. That That's fine. I know how to read. Do you? <laughs> oh, this, this podcast can is questionable on whether or not you know how to read. 
Let me pull up one of those right now. In addition to the reviews given by those we just heard, we also received this review from former Bacon and Eggs guest, Will Ashton. Hey there, to answer your question, I definitely remember my eager excitement for The Avengers 2012. At the time, I was still high on phase one Marvel movies and I got a real kick out of the notion that these larger than life superheroes could be piled together into one big movie going event. The film itself was good, though I don't know if it ever truly reached the height of my expectations. I liked the film most definitely. In the scheme of all things MCU, I'd probably put it somewhere near the top, definitely in the top 10, and quite likely in my MCU top five. But I don't know if I ever found the love for it that I was hoping to find or the adoration that many Marvel lovers found quite easily. Truth be told, my expectations were more rewarded when I saw The Dark Knight Rises later that summer season. Avengers Age of Ultron is quite likely among my least favorite MCU movies, which is weird because I think the movie contains some of my favorite moments in the extended multi-movie franchise. For instance, the scene where a drunken bunch of Avengers sit around the table trying to lift Thor's mighty hammer, and I do think that scene in the forest with Ultron and Vision talking about the worthiness of humanity is a truly wonderful sequence. Forget the fights and punches, give me two man-made super beings arguing about the worth of mankind out in the woods. But other than these two noteworthy exceptions, I found the whole movie to be very exhausting. It was around the point where my affection for those movies was growing dim, and this prolonged, overstuffed movie did me in. It's constant fighting, constant setup, constant save the world stakes. It was too much movie that wasn't handled gracefully, and you could feel the exhaustion felt by Joss Whedon throughout the film. No wonder they went with two directors for the next movie. They needed to spread the workload a bit. As for Avengers Infinity War, I liked it. Didn't love it, but I liked it. It's long, but it doesn't feel as stuffy as Age of Ultron. And while it's a busy movie, it doesn't feel quite as overbearingly humongous and imposing as it very well could have been, based on the evidence presented with the last film. I'd say it probably ranks somewhere above the middle in my official MCU ranking, not my favorite of the bunch, but there's good stuff in there. Primarily the moments centered around Josh Brolin's surprisingly thoughtful and nuanced take on Thanos, who is ultimately the main character in this gigantic ensemble. As for the films themselves on the whole, I tend to like them more than I don't, but there are only a few that I love. For instance, Black Panther, Iron Man, and the first Guardians of the Galaxy, all of which I think are pretty terrific movies. I do tend to prefer standalone adventures to the Avengers movies. Maybe that explains my less than stellar reaction to these three blockbusters, but I hope that helps. I'm sure you'll find some more enthusiastic responses from others. Will Ashton, pop culture writer for Cinema Blend. Cinema Blend. I agree with Will Ashton in that, in that I do tend to prefer solo adventures over these adventures films. I think I, uh, to me, it's an apples and oranges thing. It, to me, it's like an apples, oranges, and then the, the big ones are potatoes. But like, like when I sit down and think about what, like if I'm going to go put on a movie tomorrow, I'm not going to watch Infinity War. I'm going to watch Black Panther because it's awesome. Okay. You don't need to keep making that point. <laughs> it's not the point I'm trying to make. It's just like, I'm going to pick one of the, the like a person's name movie. I disagree. If with you had to watch, if you had to watch an Avengers movie right now, what would you watch? Not an Avengers movie, but like a, a an MCU film. Probably Homecoming. Finish this conversation. And you're like, I'm going to go watch Homecoming on movies anywhere because it was distributed by Sony and it's not in the iTunes movie store for my Blu-ray code. Uh, no, I'm going to go. If I'm, I'm going to finish this call and I'm going to go watch Game of Thrones. Which brief, 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 brief sidebar. Because uh, I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but this is going to be a big week for a lot of people because it is the is Avengers Endgame and it is also a new episode of Game of Thrones when, in which they're debuting the biggest battle ever filmed. Like in any, like in any movie or TV show ever. Well, that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Even in, even including like all of the Lord of the Rings movies, and it's one episode of television, which I'll means it'll you. probably just be an hour and twenty minute battle. I mean, honestly, if it was up to me, I would say Night of the Seven Kingdoms is the best episode in years. And to be like really, really on honest with you, I think Daenerys Targaryen will become the Night Queen. <laughs> what? 
and, do you even honestly, understand what that word honestly, means? Do you understand? Honestly, what, what you, honestly, a girl with no name just might become legend. What are you reading? I'm reading just headlines about Game of Thrones. I have no idea. <laughs> the, what, I mean, I, I recognize all of these character the, names, but I have no idea Night what I'm talking Queen. about. What does that mean? That's just, that means that theoretically that means she would be become a zombie and become betrothed to the king zombie. Yeah, duh. I don't see that happening. Although I did quite enjoy the last episode, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Uh. I could easily name seven best Brienne and Jamie moments from Game of Thrones. Easily. <laughs> Uh, it was definitely, and I th- I did tweet this earlier, it was definitely like a medieval episode of Friends. See, when you tweeted that, I thought that was a negative review, and then I saw everybody else's positive review, and I was like... Yeah, I think everybody else thought that I thought that was a negative review. I didn't think it was a negative review. It just, like, that's definitely how it struck me. It was like it was like a sitcom clip show for Game of Thrones. You know, when they, when they do the thing in the middle of the season where they're like, we don't have an episode. We're going to show... <laughs> right. Uh, uh, <laughs> We're going to show... <laughs> Moments from previous seasons. Right. Is <laughs> it was just like it was a lot of characters like being reintroduced to each other after so long and like interacting and like absolutely nothing happened. It was all talking. Um and it just there was definitely a scene where I was like, this is six people sitting around a a, a coffee table. But anyway, oh Avengers. I got a good feeling about this one. I do. Um I don't think I maintain I don't think that'll be reflected in the Rotten Tomato score. Unless it is. Like I said, there's two there's two scenarios for me. And it's either sub eighty or 95 plus. How does... How def, how deflating was leaving Crimes of Grindelwald? Pretty deflating. Like, that takes the wind out of your sails. It has genuinely bad. made me not want to like, watch the first one, which I love. That's that's exactly why I think if this movie blows, it will ruin Infinity War. Yeah, that's War. what I'm saying. That's the only way I think it ruins Infinity War. I just don't agree with you, and I think a lot of people will disagree with you. They might, but that... I mean, that's, that's I think at the approach. end of the day, I truly think uh, at the end of the day, I think you're going to be in the minority that's still sitting there going, I love Infinity War even though it doesn't matter at all. You think I'm going to be what? In the minority. In the minority? Yeah, I think you're going to be in the minority when at the end of everything, you're still standing there going, I love Infinity War even though it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't. I think Infinity War is going to remain good. I just don't see that, that like, being the case. People didn't because like The Last Jedi, but people still like Force Awakens. I wouldn't call that comparable at all. The, uh, people still like the last, A New the Hope, Force despite Awak- the fact that they rebuilt the Death the Star. The Force Awakens, yeah, but those aren't half a movie. Endgame is, I mean, Infinity War is half a movie. You said it yourself earlier, they've got five and a half hours of storytelling. We've only seen two and a half hours of it. I know, there's a lot of story to still come. It's act, probably, honestly, just act one of a movie. That That is the case in the, the only version of the comics where the snap happens like this is book one of six i mean I, I don't think it's it's act one of six i think it's act one of three maybe act one and a half of three right no we're, I mean, we're going into intermission for sure yeah it's like that's the thing with 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 infinity war is it's it's if it was one five and a half hour movie it would remain good even if its consequences are invalidated but because it's a separate movie and it's only half a movie it relies a lot on what happens in the next movie but i think if the next movie is good it's only good because infinity war came before it correct but that doesn't mean infinity war will remain good as a standalone film, Infinity War won't remain good if it doesn't have consequences. If if the snap doesn't matter... I don't know. We'll, we'll have these answers yeah. for you and everyone else on Sunday. If the snap doesn't matter, then it, it won't matter. Yeah, it'll either be Saturday or Sunday morning. Just really depends on when... All I know is I need to remember to pack my laptop. And your microphone. And my microphone. Yes, you have to do that because we have to record very, very early in the morning on Saturday. It's okay. I don't think I'm going to sleep from Thursday at midnight to ever. I think you probably will. Dennis is going to get Honestly, me. though, today uh, I was at the gym and Gabriel was like, oh, I have to cancel class on Friday. And I was like, there was no chance of me coming anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get done with this movie at realistically. Like midnight 30. Yeah, 1230, 1245 and come home and not be able to sleep. Right. <laughs> what was your What was your number? 
You, you need a hardline stand number on the Rotten Tomatoes. It said 79. For 79? I, 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 I said 97. I mean, that's my, so that's my hard line. That's floppity But I think that if, yeah, like I said, it's either going to be, it's either going to be sub 80 or 95 plus. It's sort of an either or. If it's undeniably good, it will be reflected as such. But I think there are plenty of critics that'll be like, there'll be plenty of guys that, that, that did the same thing with Infinity War that's like, I haven't seen the first 21, I don't get it. Oh yeah, those people suck. So I think that there will be enough of that to probably... Guys that hate it just to hate it, like Richard Brody. Unless it's that good. I'm gonna give you. Unless it's that good. I'm gonna give you like. I'm gonna give you like five seconds to answer. We just got a bunch of questions. Did we? Oh Lord Jesus! Okay. Rapid fire. I'm gonna give you like five seconds. Lightning round. Do you think any of the characters are scrolls? No. No. What are your predictions for Captain Marvel? I think she will wear the Infinity Gauntlet. Ooh. Okay. Um. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think she's gonna be the one that kills Thanos. Uh, do you think the time stuff? I also think Captain Marvel and Thor know each other already. I think that that scene where Thor grabs the hammer, I think she's asking where Mjolnir is. I think that's why he says, I like this one. I think he's talking about the hammer, not, not Captain Probably. Marvel. I think yeah. they know each other. Um, do you think that the time stone will come into play? Nope. Maybe. Maybe. I think there'll be one scene. Uh, Ethan has stated that he thinks Cap and Tony have to die. Why? Somebody has to make the ultimate sacrifice. It's going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, what is the one thing you w- hope won't happen? Captain America lives. <laughs> I don't want to. Bucky any of my Barnes comes back to, to life. Die. Captain America's not one of his favorite characters. They're all my favorite. Uh, Bucky Barnes comes back to life. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, he will. Um, I honestly don't know what I hope won't happen. I, I hope it, it. it's not. Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't care what happens as long as it's good. <laughs> right. Like, as long as I'm on like, the I, edge I, of my tr- seat I truthfully it. do not care as long as it's a good, nuanced, and well told movie that. Gives a satisfying ending. Uh, what is one big thing that you would change about any of the Avengers films, including Civil War? One small thing. One big thing, uh, I would give Hawkeye more of a genuine introduction. Because he's such a big part of Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, I would have given him more of an introduction, and I would have given Jeremy Renner whatever money he wanted for Infinity War. Like, if you're going to tell me that these six are so important, then, like, make them important. Like, Natasha has a whole movie with Tony and Cap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... That's what I would have done. What would you change, Ethan? Probably nothing, honestly. Yeah. I think they're fine as they are. I would have changed some of the camera angles in Avengers 1. <laughs> it seems picky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said, I would, have, I would have bumped the exposure on the whole movie down a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. What is something that always seemed off to you about the four previous films, so she's including Civil War there? Uh, like something you don't think should be allowed to happen. Uh, I think I mentioned... Uh, the Doctor Strange thing. The Doctor Strange thing. I thought that was, yeah. The whole time travel thing, meh. Time travel's a problem always. Always. Yeah. Like, there's there's inconsistencies in Doctor Who, like, two episodes apart. There's a reason that J.K. Rowling in book five was like, we smashed the mother Fortnite time turners, okay? We smashed <laughs> them. All of them, they're dead. They're gone. They won't come back. And then they came back. Uh, is Loki dead? No. no. What is something that you'll be disappointed if it happens? Uh, if there's a, like a, if there's a cliffhanger, if this does not get resolved, I'll be pissed. If it's bad. <laughs> but like, if it, if it comes in and it's just like, oh man, still don't know what's going to happen. Wait for Avenger right. 6 coming 2024. Right. I'm going to be like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging it up. We're done. We're done. Um, <laughs> what is the Infinity Stone you want to have? What is the Infinity Stone you would most want to have? None of them. None. Why? Because that's a lot of of responsibility. Why is Hawkeye the greatest Avenger? uh -uh. He isn't. Fact. He is. He is not the greatest Avenger. You You can't even start that. Because they need him. Because he has a family. They need him because he's more human than the rest of them. It doesn't make him the greatest Avenger. It might make him the the best secondary character, but he is not the greatest Avenger. (laughs) No, Tony's the greatest Avenger. Let's be real. Um, Team Tony or Team Cap, did the films following Civil War change that? Uh, 
as far as like the actual I have which side of the Sokovia Accords am I on, I'm team capped. Uh as far as like which character do I like more at this point, I I don't know. I love both of them. I've so been much. Team I mean, Tony since May 2nd, 2008. I, I'm a big fan of apples and oranges. It's all a context thing. Depends upon how recently I brush my teeth. <laughs> one character uh, one character you could do without on the team. I just know if it's Hawkeye, I'm breaking up with the pod. Honestly, it's not Hawkeye. It's probably uh, Black Widow. Yeah, it's it's Black Widow or Scarlet Witch or numerous of the Guardians. Well, of the original six. Of the original six? Black Widow. Black Widow. Simple one. What's your favorite oh. Avengers movie? All of them. No. Uh, Infinity Avengers War. Endgame. It's right. the one I'm most excited you, to watch right now. How do you feel about having Brie Larson direct every Marvel movie from now on? Listen, on one hand, I'm like, mm, Unicorn I'm, I'm Store. I'm hard against this. The movie would be, the, the Marvel movie would be good, but I'm so against this because David Yates broke my heart. What does that have to do with it? He directed like seven movies in a row and now they suck. Yeah, no, I... I wait, huh? What does that have anything to How do, do with Brie Larson directing Marvel movie? Directing every Marvel movie from now on. Oh yeah, no, I don't. Th- here's the big thing: is I don't think anybody except James Gunn deserves to be fired. Well, yeah, and I think James Gunn only deserves to be. I don't care what he did. I think he deserves to be fired because Guardians Two was a dumpster fire. You don't yeah. get hired after that to direct a threequel. I just don't. You don't. But like, I don't want Taika Waititi to lose his job. I don't want the Russo brothers to lose their jobs. I don't want Ryan. Cooper yeah, I don't want Ryan Coogler to lose his job. I don't want uh, Anna Bowden the- to lose her job. Yeah. And like, I also don't, I think it would be super weird for Brie Larson to direct a movie in the universe that she is also a character not directing that movie. John Favreau directs. Yeah. Iron Man movies. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a Spider-Man film. He's also in the Spider-Man movies. I, I think it'd be weird if it was like the next Black Panther is directed by Brie Larson, but she's not in it. Oh yeah. That That'd would be, be whack. Weird. Uh, do you think we will see the next big bad? I do. I think that'll be the end credit scene. Yeah. 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 I think it'll be or somebody else be picking up a weapon and going, guess I'll just do it myself. Well, I think that would be way too low hanging fruit. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, but like you gotta put one fan servicey moment in there. I think here's here's what I'm hoping for for the end credit scene is it's the exact same shawarma joint, <laughs> but it's all of them. That'd be great. I would love if it was like Galactus. Does Galactus talk? Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn. For some reason I thought Galactus was like a non-verbal character. No, he's like a giant, like bigger than planet sized. Yeah, because I was just waiting for like Galactus to have put on like the Infinity Crown and just like let out a blood curdling scream at the end. The bottom is just like a subtitle. It says, "Guess I'll just do it myself." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll see the Infinity Stones again for a, a while, except Vision. I think Vision's dead. Well, I, I think Vision's, dead, Vision's dead, big dead. I think they destroy the Infinity Stones. Maybe. Maybe. May Sarah. All right, well, let's... That's all I've got, Ethan. Are yeah, you ready? Yeah, let's wrap this piece up. All right. I enjoy this show. I like making this show with you. I also like making this I'm show. Gonna, this is really where it all... I'm man, this is where it started. What? What? Where? What started? The, the MCU, man. We're like, we're like closing a book on the show. Uh, but a book that I revisit all the time. Well, yeah, and like, we'll put an episode out on Thursday still. Wait, are we putting an episode out next yeah. Thursday? On what? I don't know. Something else. Why wouldn't we, though? Dumbo. 2019. <laughs> Missed the window on that one. Yeah. I don't think there ever was a window. I think Shazam came out that weekend. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we got a week and then Detective Pikachu, I think. Nice. Oh, you know what that means. Pokemon the first movie. Oh, yeah. We can do that. What? Yeah, we can do that. That's fine. Oh, skip to Malu. This is great. Uh, thank you for listening to us jabber on and speculate wildly about Avengers movies for th- two hours. I guess it's not two hours for you, but it's it was two hours for us. It was a gay old time. A grand old time. A good good old thing we just did. I love these movies. I'm very excited for Endgame to come out in like 72 hours. 
I can't wait. And I'm really, I'm just going to like delete my Twitter tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Because it comes out for Australia tomorrow. It comes out for England on Wednesday. Honestly, like Discord, if you haven't seen me in the past few days, there's a reason. We have three Australians in Discord and I will not hesitate to ban any single one of them. I think, I think that's totally reasonable grounds for it. Yeah. You can come back. I don't know. If Just know that if anybody I know personally ruins this movie for me, I'm out for blood. Like, yeah. I'm annoyed at the fact that you're making me wait until nine o'clock in the evening i am i'm considering just going at six and then going again no don't do that to me it wouldn't work out the timing would not be right because previews cool all right anyway um that was a bunch of talk about avengers movies congratulations you listened to the first ever bacon and eggs episode on thursday that wasn't about a specific movie uh congratulations you've you've done it you succeeded this is your prize uh there will be another episode either very late thursday night not thursday night saturday night or early sunday morning uh depending on when i get home from the super carlin brothers meet up and can get the episode done. So that will be the real thing there. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just rambling at this point. I don't know why. I, I feel like I don't know how to end the show. Anyway, um, you can find us all over the internet at bacon and eggs pod or at bacon and eggs dot media or bacon and eggs media at gmail.com or patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Join the super awesome discord page for $3 a month, less than the price of one Lego coffee per year. Or you can, what else can you do? You can buy merch at teespring.com slash store slash bacon dash and dash eggs. You can go to carlinbrotherscoffee.com slash discount slash bacon or use promo code of bacon for 10% off your first order. Tyler, anything you got left to say? I do, but I'm waiting for you to say the thing I say before it. <laughs> no, I mean, do you have like a final <laughs> thought or anything you need to say? I don't know. I'm so No, I literally off. cannot wait. This is the biggest movie event of my entire life. And this is the third time that's been the case in my life. I have no idea what you just said. I'm sure so I'll find out when I listen back to this. Then, huh? Oh, um. This is the third time in my life this is the biggest movie event in history, which is kind of cool because we saw Phantom Menace and then we saw Force Awakens yeah. and now we get this. Um, and I'm really yep, excited. It's pretty it. rad. That's all. I am excited. But what I got on my end of that was this, which is not useful. No, no, that doesn't help your Skype was Skype was messing up a little bit. Anyway, you can find our graphic designer at Vaishon. Nope, not at Vaishon. At graphite.vmb on Instagram. You can find our music composer, Andrew Scott Bell, at andrewscottbellmusic.com. Not andrewscottbell.com, as we've previously stated. That's somebody else. We don't know that guy. Anyway, that's everything. I've been Ethan Etchell. He's been Tyler Carlin. Until next week, Arriva Derchi. Avengers Endgame.